0: The Bible says, One day when Moses had grown up, he went out to his people and looked at their burdens. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his people. He looked this way and that, and seeing no one, he struck down the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. When he went out the this day, behold, two Hebrews were struggling together. And he said to the man in the room, Why do you strike your companion? He answered, Who made you a prince and a judge over us? Do you mean to kill me as you killed the Egyptians? Then Moses was afraid and thought, Surely this thing is known. When Pharaoh heard of it, he sought to kill Moses. But Moses fled from Pharaoh and stayed in the land of Midian. And he sat down by a whale. And he seated in the presence of the Lord. The Bible says, This day, the old two Hebrews were struggling together. He said to the man in the room, Why do you strike
1: your companion?
0: Why do you strike your companion? For a few moments, I want to talk to this thought. I'm not your enemy. I'm not your enemy. I'm not your enemy. There's nothing more. Powerful, nothing more brilliant, in my opinion, than seeing a black brother who knows who he is, whose he is, and is committed to walk in his purpose through the power of the Holy Spirit. When a brother embodies this, he understands his identity, he understands his origins, he understands. His purpose, and he understands the one through whom he's able to do whatever God has purpose for him. He is unstoppable. He walks with character, he shares godly wisdom. He's not intimidated by another brother's giftedness, abilities, or
1: successes.
0: He's confident in who God has created him to be. He loves the skin that he's in. He's a man of vision, a man of integrity, a man of strength. He builds up his community. He provides and protects those whom he loves. He's a pillar of stability for those who look to him for God. He is a bad brother. Yeah. He can influence multiple generations. He can motivate others to believe in themselves. He's a voice of comfort and reassurance. In times of struggle, he shapes a culture that instills pride, verse inspiration, and leaves a legacy trail for those who come behind him. He's a dad brother. Yes, for everyone who would celebrate this brother, and for those who would aspire to become this brother, there are many who sees this type of brother as a threat. He's a threat to the oppressive system that has been erected in order to make those who look like him be in a psychological state of inferiority. Those who would limit opportunities for him and his community He's a threat to those who want to roll back the clock and undo progress. He's a threat because he has the power to expose their wickedness by his integrity. He's a threat. He's a threat because he defies the stereotype right, that they don't project about minority communities. He's a threat that for America, since 1619 has always attempted to grow this potential by exploiting differences from skin color, class, sex, educational level, social, economic status, age giftedness, and instead of causing the brother and sisters, for that matter, to fight one another, instead of fighting against the systemic oppression that they are all having to endure. Right. From Willie Lynch, to Uncle Tom, to the house Negro, to the war on drugs, to the false narrative of black on black crime, America has always systematically saw internal strife within the African American community. Particularly amongst black men. Causing us to turn inwardly and fight one another instead of looking outwardly to fight the good fight against injustice and inequality. It is as Tupac said in 1988, And this song changes first. Ship them dope and let them deal the brothers. Then give them guns, step back, and watch them kill each other. Mm -hmm. Subsequently, we fight one another. Mm -hmm. We envy each other. Mm -hmm. We develop a proud mentality, Mm -hmm. plotting against Mm the other, waiting to celebrate their downfall we highlight one another's failings and ignore our successes, we oftentimes will put one another down. He ain't nobody. He thinks he's all that. He's not all that you think he is. And it's time for us, my brothers and sisters, to wake up and recognize that we are not one another's enemy. Got to realize that we have bigger and more nobler fights to fight. You have to wake up and understand that even when you win a battle, we are still losing the war. You got to understand, my brothers and sisters, that even when you get your promotion, and even when you have the corner office, and even when you are the manager. And even when you have the salary, and even when you buy your dream home or go on your ideal vacation and post pictures all across social media and act as if you had it all going on and you call it and stop calling at the end of the day, they will remind you that you still are. Wake up. Wake up because it's time for us to stop fighting. One another. It's time for us to stop fighting one another and understand that even after the inauguration of the first black president, there were those who developed alliances and allegiance and pledge allegiances to ensure his failure in order to determine that he will be reduced to a footnote in history, and they all. Times will do this at this step to ensure that they cycle any possibility of there being a second. Wake up. Make America great. Yeah. It's time for us to wake up. Stop fighting one another. It's time for to wake up. It's time for me to stop fighting you. It's time for you to stop fighting me. Because at the end of the day, I'm not your enemy. You are not my enemy. We are all in the same boat, coming against the same current, trying to have a better tomorrow for our children and our communities. I'm not treating you, me. But there are many in the United States who want you to think otherwise. It's been the case in to try to pit us against one another. Mm-hmm. From the time of slavery, greedy studs trying to create a difference between skin complexions, giving some privileges by the other suffering, causing someone else who does not recognize that They, too, are under the abundance of slavery to look out after the other ones, to keep them in check, and make them feel as if they have made it. It's time for us to understand that this has been going on forever and a day, that they put. Because the Egyptians authorities were And as she bathes, she sees the basket, she goes, and she sees the baby within it. And her eyes immediately fall in love. It was love at first sight. And now the sister slides in and asks her, Do you want me to find a Hebrew woman to nurse this child? The child goes and tells the mother. The mother then comes in and nurses him until he is of age, and then he takes him to Pharaoh's daughter. And now Moses has not only survived uh, this thematic thematic oppression, he's not only survived in a society that has been um, plotted in order to bring about his demise, but Moses is now sitting in luxury. He's now afforded all of the amenities of the Egyptians. He's raised in a palace. He has the best of formal education. He is introduced to all of the uh, most scientific advancements of society at that time. But his mother, who raised him and nursed him, made sure she is still in him, that even though you may be in the past, don't forget that you're still a Hebrew. I have more to say about that. Because many times, some of us can get in certain places, and certain positions, and be privileged to certain amenities, and certain luxuries, and have certain opportunities. And once we get into those places, we Circumvent. We began to become, we began to assimilate into the majority of society and culture and we forget who we are. The <laughs> oh, 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 mother is all a debt of attitudes because of what she instilled in that boy. Mm-hmm. It is the training of the child in the way that he or she should go. It was training him up to understand who he was. I want to talk to mothers and fathers today. It's very important that if the Lord has blessed you with a child, that you don't just raise that child up to have joy and raise that child up to have name granted holy and raise that child up to rebel down your eyes and make him feel like he's somebody because he's an athlete or because he's a doctor. It is important that you instill in that child from an early age who they are orderly and who they are as a Christian. Moses, well, that's still So he goes up around this oppression. And finally, we get to verse 11 the Bible says Moses grown now. He's wrong. At the age of 40, in biblical language, this is the time where one transitions from being a lad to being an adult. Right. It, is, it, is, it is in the biblical times that you were still considered to be a lad until you reach the age of 40. Until, you know, I didn't mean to say this, but Sometimes we wonder why somebody's 25 and they're not with two. Of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We wonder why they're thirty and they're still trying to figure this thing out. We, we we have unrealistic expectations sometimes of people and don't realize when you look back over your life you didn't quite get it together until you got up in age around your 30s and 40s. But then we look at young people who are struggling, trying to figure this thing out. And instead of encouraging them, we say, when are you going to grow up? When are you going to get your life together? And they're sitting there saying, I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying to undo some of the mistakes that I made in my 20s. I'm trying to get my credit straight. I'm trying to make sure that I don't repeat the same mistakes in relationships. I'm trying to figure this the same. All right. All right. All right. At the age of 40, the Bible says he's grown up. And something happens. He's walking around and he sees an Egyptian who is uh, being harmful and being spiteful and being harassing and, and, and is causing all types of trauma to one of the Hebrew people, he sees injustice and it bothers him. But I suggest to you something? This is not the first time Moses has Moses grew up at a time where they were killing boys. He grew up at a time where his people were already enslaved. He grew up at a time when Pharaoh had already said, make it more difficult for them to make their bricks. He grew up in a time where his people were already struggling, but it was only at the age of forty that he actually saw it. I want to let you know the difference between a uh, and Sir.
1: I'm gonna take
0: a time Uh He's probably trying to figure out why did that boy treat me like I was his enemy? Why did he act like that? He's trying to figure out why would the Hebrew brother respond to me as if I'm his enemy when I'm trying to help? Mm -hmm. Same thing we ask ourselves. Why do we fight each other? Why do we demonize each other? Why do we belittle one another? Why do we engage in conversation? You know one thing I can't stand? I can't stand to see a brother have a sidebar conversation trying to turn another brother against another brother. Yeah. Wow. That is dependent on weakness. When you know that your brother is born saying, struggle how dare you become so insecure about who you are that you want to get in the conversation and turn a brother against
1: another brother right.
0: Why do we do it? I got three reasons I'm done this morning. First, it is his personal prejudice toward Moses. See, this boy who uh, gets an attitude with Moses is sitting "I looking at Moses and he's saying he looks like one of us he looks like one of us but he ain't doing what we do. are y'all still here this morning we, he looks like one of us but he sure seems he gets some provincial treatment You're not. Trying- Off the case. He says, why are you doing this? And the brother, instead of just humbly saying, "Man, you know what? I'm wrong. I shouldn't act that way." Mm-hmm. This brother did. I've been looking at getting dogs. My dad always had a dog. And I said, I want to give me a dog. Okay. i raise a rave for dogs. Okay. I want to give me a dog. And as I started talking about it, someone uh, told me, if you don't get a dog, get a real dog. <laughs> the children. Get you a pure red dog. Yeah. Get them dog, Let them breed. let them grow rich. I'm going to get the dog out. I've started doing some research on dogs. Then yeah. I ran call across something called a sheep dog. Yeah. A sheep dog is really a dog that is a protective dog like canines. But when the dog is born, they take the dog from his litter and places him in the pen with sheep. And instead of nursing from the milk of his mother, he nurses from the sheep. He rolls up with the sheep. And finally the dog is big enough. They put that dog out in front of the sheep. So that if dogs or wolves decide to attack the flock, the sheep dog has been conditioned because he's been nursing off the sheep's milk that he's not fighting. Daughter comes to the well with her sheep, and there's a group of shepherds that come and try to do harm to the sheep because they see the sheep of vulnerable with this young lady trying to water them. But the Bible says that same person who's still up for injustice in Egypt now stands up for injustice with these sheep, and he recognizes that it's not their fault. They just been traumatized. He developed a heart that says, I still don't mind standing up for what's right. He developed a heart that says, I still we'll will fight the good fight. He developed a heart that says, I'm willing to go. So in chapter 3, when God finally calls him 40 years later to go back to Egypt to help those very people who have just
1: traumatized and
0: tried to sell him out and tried to make. He, like, he was not good, he did not harbor ill will. He's willing to go. That damn pharaoh, God said, "Let my people go. I mean, because he knows not to make an enemy out of somebody that's been
1: traumatized,
0: not to make an enemy out of somebody that's been and broken by this world. Not to make an enemy out of somebody who has nothing to do with the plan that they were done. Not to make an enemy out of somebody who would do better if they only knew better. Not to make an enemy out of somebody, that you are called to help. But you come to out uh, What's up, Moses? Sits at that will. and I've been you, I've done that, but Moses is in good company. If you feel like Moses, it's all right. If you've ever been in that place and well, you tried to help somebody, but when you tried to help them, they turn around and pitch you. It's all right. Yeah. If you ever been in that place where well, you tried to do what's right, mm-hmm. and the very people that you tried to protect end up selling you out, it's all right. All right. If you've ever been in a place where well, you tried your best, to help somebody else, but when you tried to help them, they come around and try to plot against you. And you don't need to get uh get even mindset. And you don't need to uh try to solve the problem on your own. Because the very person that's doing you wrong, God, has been traumatized by your
1: own experience.
0: But they've just been traumatized by trying uh, to put one foot forward uh, and then getting pushed to was back. Some of our old people uh, are good people, uh, but they've just been traumatized by brother Shazina, the old house. a uh, right witness, Some of our children are good children, but they just been traumatized. They when they wake up in the morning yeah, they don't have food uh, on their table uh. so don't become addicted uh, when people are too mean against you uh, they're cold I'm not trying time but all you have to do uh, is recognize uh, that you're in good now. Yeah, because the Bible. Jesus came uh, unto his own uh, and his own received him not. But I will witness that our time is coming uh, because Jesus went about doing good uh, and they still said, crucify him. Uh, all he did was uh, try to liberate
1: your uh, young
0: people uh, from undergoing
1: oppression
0: did. trying to teach them uh, the words of the kingdom. Uh, and I their demons, uh, and open up my eyes. Oh, Jesus did. Uh, Was the sick. And hear the lame. And the water. And I their uh, That's uh, all so Jesus did. Oh Jesus did. Was feel when they were broken. when they were thinking, uh, And it's but they, you uh, that Jesus is with them. Uh, they still say, uh, crucify me now. But I'm uh, 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 glad uh, uh, that the Lord understands my trouble. I have a relationship. I'm glad that the Lord understands that sometimes
1: uh, when I decide to do good, evil uh, is always present. Uh, but I believe that the Lord God understands my trouble. That even is with me. Now, I try to
0: obey Him. Huh? There's something God that always finds a way to move me out of this evil. Thank <laughs> you You am But don't make an enemy out of somebody. Just because they're broken.
1: Just because they're in trouble. I know some people said, like, well, I was just going to you can't judge by what they look like because no, people don't look like what they did before. Sometimes you sit there and you are like, how can they do it like that after everything?
0: I hate you. Anybody had that conversation? <laughs> Why would they do that to you? I'm trying to stand up, trying to look, try to get up. don't,
1: don't develop a thing that
0: you're trying. Sometimes it's fun. The oppression has been so great that they'll fight the wrong fight. Fight the wrong person. They're not your enemy. In fact, they need you. In fact, they they need you more now than they ever need. They may not ever say that. But that trauma is weighing down so hard. God, I tell you got to be like, oh, to sit there by the way or make a body so that you'll be willing to go back and go when the Lord calls on you to do something. Some of you may be pleased to make a faith this morning.